Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food. Or weight. Never ever. Not even. One time. Not ever. Ever ever. Hello everyone, this is Laura Lee Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. Thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. And today we are talking about, I feel, the most important foundation, really, where we have to be in order to completely heal from so many things. But since we're talking about body hatred and disordered eating, let's just talk about that. And so the card, the very front of it, is the goddess sort of has her hand on her heart and the other hand on her dear spirit animal. And it just feels a very present image that we're looking at. And so the back of the card reads, compassion is the necessary foundation for all healing. When we can have compassion for the parts of ourselves that we dislike the most, we can let go of the debilitating shame and self-hatred we have carried for so long and use our compassion to bring love, understanding, and then, if necessary, change. So for me, when I was struggling with my eating disorder and also in my helping others to heal from their eating disorder or body hatred, you know, I had to get that foundation of compassion, that I wasn't wrong or terrible or broken and needed to be fixed that I actually had all the answers within me and I could reach those with support and help, obviously. I did need that help. For me, I did. But to lay that foundation of compassion that I had a very good reason for why I started to have an eating disorder. And I had to have compassion for myself that I went there. It helped me for a long time, an eating disorder or whatever I was working on, alcoholism, struggles with relationships. It helped me until it didn't help me anymore. And I had to have compassion in order to let it go and change and use something much more appropriate like love and respect for myself. So I'm really so admiring of my next guest because she puts these wonderful positive statements on Facebook all the time and really helps me myself to put my head on straight when I get up in the morning and kind of check my Facebook because it's always so like dark and terrible things are happening in the world and it's awful and then we get a little brightness from her posts that are always sort of like, you can do this. (laughs) Things will be okay. Get on your own side, you know, just beautiful things. And so I asked her to be on the show and here she is today. And her name is Amy. And we're going to talk about compassion and how she 
had to learn how to have compassion for herself and how she puts that out into the world for others, completely out of the goodness of her heart. So I'm going to introduce Amy and she can tell us what she's doing and how did you come about wanting to do this? Hi, thank you. I started with an eating disorder for about 30 years and I finally went to treatment and I went to treatment and a little while after treatment, I was having like a sleepless night like I do. I have trouble sleeping a lot. And I was like, I'm just going to put something on Facebook about people with eating disorders feeling like they are being taken care of, that people care about them and they're not alone. And so just out of nowhere, I made the Facebook page and it's amazing because it's not only helping people with eating disorders, but anybody that's struggling to know that they're not alone. And it does begin with compassion for yourself and learning that you are okay with what you're going through and you're not alone and you're not worthless and people out there are thinking about you and care about you. And that there's a lot of us out here struggling, especially through the pandemic, that we didn't get to have our community around us for many of us. And this fills that need of people being positive to each other. Yes. And it's amazing the feedback that people give when you are giving them these positive affirmations or just words of encouragement. And during the pandemic was horrible. I actually did some Zoom meetings during the pandemic where I had people from the group come in and talk to each other and be there for each other because the isolation that people was going through was just really tough. And it is hard when eating disorder to go through isolation anyways, but with the pandemic, it made it worse. For sure. It really did. So many of my clients got much worse and thought that it was their fault that they were getting much worse. You know, I had clients that would say, well, here I am at home and I haven't learned how to speak several languages. (laughs) It's like, well, you're at home because of a pandemic. And really what you're supposed to do is just keep yourself as safe as possible. (laughs) You can learn a language if you want to, but it's not necessary, you know. And why didn't I lose weight during the pandemic? I should have done that. Or we just put so many different pressures on ourselves. So that is a beautiful thing. One thing, you started it during the pandemic? I started it like before the pandemic, but it was like close to the pandemic. But I started it about maybe three years ago. And the support group I've had on and off, I have two pieces. I have a Facebook just page, and then I have an actual support group on Facebook that I ran for a while. It stopped and I started it back up two months ago to get people back because I was realizing that even me just needed some support and I wanted to get that support group back going. So that has been up and running recently, but the actual tickets, what it's called, I've been doing it for a few years now and it's just been amazing. And the 
private messages I get from people with eating disorders who just need some encouragement is really amazing. And I feel good about it. It makes me feel good about myself, but it also makes me feel like people know that someone's there for them. So I do a lot through private messaging with people with eating disorders also because they feel like, including me, need someone to show them that compassion, that they are not alone. And I don't know about you, but I would imagine, because I'm not that different from anybody else with an eating disorder. So I was bulimic and I felt like it was the Greeks with the vomitorium. And then thousands of years later, Laura Lee, <laughs> that nobody else did this. Nobody else would come up with something as awful as this. And bulimia is not a good diet aid. Neither is anorexia. Neither is hating our bodies. These are not things that we do when we're well. And I had to learn a different way. But it was also a way I took care of myself. And I would never say it, that I had it. I mean, it, so what you've done is you've cracked that open and let other people in this very out there way, if you will, to feel their feelings and to get support and to let that kind of positive energy in when so much of the time we don't feel very positive. Yeah, that happened to me when I was in eating disorder treatment. It was so easy. I'm a mom. My kids are 18 and 22 now, grown up, but they're still living at home. But I always had that mom instinct. So when I was at treatment, I was like one of the oldest people there. And so a lot of times people came to me and we just sit and talk and they all said to me, you know, you're like a mother, you're like a mother, you're letting me feel safe and important. And that's when I realized that I needed to take this to other people because I really felt like I had such a made good connections and I still have connections with a lot of these women that I went to treatment with for that reason. But the downfall to that was I'm always taking care of other people. I wasn't taking care of myself because I worked with children and families for over 20 years and I had some really horrible child abuse jobs and it turned out that I was always taken care of, taken care of, and I just never took care of myself. And it started in school when I was just bullied constantly over things. And I always found it that I could take care of other people, but not myself. But then through this treatment process for myself, I realized I can also show compassion and take care of myself. And what I want to portray in a lot of things I post and I talk to people about, it's not about me. It's not about what I went through. It's about that person and how they can show compassion to themselves. And, you know, I used to think self-care was going to get your nails out done and things like that. When I realized self-care is maybe reading a book or taking a walk are petting your dog. You know, self-care does not have to cost money. Showing yourself compassion does not need to be expensive. Self-care is doing the little things that give you time for yourself 
to feel better. Self-care to me is taking my dog for a walk every morning. That's my way of getting away and doing something for myself. And so I want the people that I talk to to know that the simple things that they're doing for themselves is awesome and wonderful because a lot of times they're like, I don't know how to take care of myself. I don't know what to do. And sometimes it's just as easy as lighting a candle and sitting there for five minutes. So I really want the self-compassion to come out in what I do because the card says once you have that compassion for yourself, healing is going to keep going and coming in a way that is awesome. Yeah. And I think that one of the things you're bringing up, I think you don't have to have a special outfit for it or you know, you don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops to take care of yourself. It can be as simple as you said, taking your dog for a walk. For me, it was as simple as just getting off my back for a few minutes, telling myself that I'm okay and that I'm making it through and I'm here with me. I had to learn a lot of self different kind of self-talk because mine was so negative for so long. And I had to learn how to have neutral self-talk and then positive self-talk at some point. But I just, I didn't know how to do that for a long time. Yes, I can totally relate to that because for years I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought I wasn't going to make it in life as far as when it came to my career and my family. And I was having all that and still not seeing that I wasn't a horrible person, that I can take care of myself and look at myself in a positive way and not see myself as someone that is not worthy because that's what I was taught with all those kids bullying me over the years. And why were you bullied? What was that about? I don't know. Like, I still don't know why I was bullied. I was always the last one picked in gym class. I had a speech issue, so kids picked on my speech. I had issues walking, and people made fun of the way I walked. And just some physical stuff that kids were just mean about. And it was just years and years of that in school. And... My parents were awesome. They would go to the school and make sure that I was being taken care of at the school and all that. But it didn't stop the kids from picking on me over stuff. And inside of me, I just felt so horrible about myself. And I turned to food. And that was my way of handling it. And during high school, I restricted a lot and had a lot of issues. But then it totally went opposite and I got married and the binge eating just became out of control because I was using that food for every emotion I had. And I kept it a secret for all these years. My husband didn't know I was binging because I was always working on the road and stuff. I'd eat when I was at home. I'd eat when they were sleeping. But about five years ago, I had some health issues and I had to have two brain surgeries and it put me on disability. And I was home and the food was disappearing. And my husband was like, what is going on? And that's when I finally admitted I've been doing this for like 30 years. (laughs) And surprise, 
surprise <laughs> yeah. and it all came out and wow. I'm glad it did because it totally changed the way I see myself, the way I want to help people with eating disorders feel like I'm feeling now. I'm feeling so good about the way I am and you don't have to be perfect and it's okay not to be perfect. I have learned that and it's just that compassion that I have for myself is totally unable to describe because I never had it before. Exactly. And the thing is, I've had people care about me, my family, my husband, my kids. No, I have people that care about me, but until you care for yourself, it makes recovery so hard. It's so true. I mean, I thought people who cared to me were stupid because they didn't see how bad I was or what was wrong with them. Why did they think that? Because apparently I didn't have it together at all. I had such a bad image of myself. So that's why. And how did you get through? You had a husband and kids. How did you get through two brain surgeries? And that is a huge undertaking. Yeah, that was hard. Luckily, my husband was awesome Mm. and his job was very flexible. So he was able to help me. My kids were not babies. So it was nice. My kids were teenagers. So it made it easier where I wasn't taking care of babies, but it was hard. I had many hospitalizations until I figured out what was going on. And to this day, it affects my memory. It affects my balance. And my family has had to change, but that's when I struggle sometimes because I want to turn to the food because I can't deal with the changes in me. And that's why I went to treatment because I just wanted to change all that and realize that it's okay to be where I'm at and it's okay to have my family understanding is amazing. So I got through it, thank God, for my family and helped mm-hmm. me through it. And my kids were older, which made it much easier. Storygram Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I- <laughs> when you're whining with nurses. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed. Storygram Network. So good. Thank goodness about that, isn't it? And that through this process, you learned how to even not only recover from that, but to actually recover from a way you had been taking care of yourself for a really long time, like you said, 30 years. I mean, that's phenomenal. There's people who just never get there. And it's so beautiful that you did. Yeah, thank you. I just feel so good that I can do that. I did that with everything I've been through over the years. And I have many health problems now. And it's just really amazing how I'm not turning to food. I'm not doing the behaviors that I was. And I've had really good therapists along the way would also have helped me through this. So going to treatment was like the best decision I made. At the time, I was unsure. But then once I got through it, then I realized, yes, I had to do that. And just the changes since then have been 
just really amazing for me. I think it's so important that we hear this message of recovery works, going to treatment works, going to therapy works, reading books work, going to workshops work. These things work because they are giving us a different ideas that we can explore and positive statements work. People say to me, I tell them, so you talk to yourself in such a negative way for so long that even if you just tell yourself you love yourself once a day, it's going to counteract these other negative things you tell yourself. And if you increase that, it's more even that you're telling yourself more positive things, more loving things, more compassionate things, because we have been taught how to tell ourselves terrible stuff. I would never speak to anybody the way I spoke to myself before I got recovery. And I just always love seeing your posts that are, first of all, they're so true. They're truth right there on the page. And they are supportive and loving and kind and compassionate. They're all of those things. And I just imagine people all over taking this because at least while they're reading it, they're saying something different to themselves than what they may always say. And what a service that is that you have put out in the world. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's amazing. And for people that aren't familiar with affirmations and things like that, It is weird at first. It is so weird to (laughs) talk to yourself and say, okay, I am wonderful. I am lovable. I am capable. It is so hard to do that. And I say you have to do it over and over again. It doesn't happen overnight. And so my hope is maybe sometime somebody didn't get it that first time, but maybe that third, fourth, fifth time, they're like, oh, maybe this means something. And then it starts. I also have a Facebook page called Daily Positive Daily Affirmations You Matter. And that I also do. I do that multiple times a day where I put out just positive affirmations, um, not related to eating disorders, just Just related to whatever. Hmm. And the response, I have over 16,000 members in that group because it just keeps growing because people are just so into these positive messages and they say to me over and over again, thank you so much for saying that I needed that today, but it's the same in the eating disorder group, which is the same exact thing. I can put something on and no one responds. And then I can put something similar a week, a month later and people are responding and messaging me and say, wow, I needed that today. That made sense. And so It is hard in the beginning, but I think people want it. They want someone, something. We're so starving for that. You're right. Yeah. We want it. Even if we don't know, we want it. Exactly. And now people are sharing, you know, what I put out to other people. And it's just so nice that it's the message just keeps going and people are getting it. And just this week I had... 10 people asked to join the kick Ed's butt group. And (laughs) I I was amazed because since I brought it up about two months ago, it's been a little slow coming back. My other pages have thousands of people on it, but the support group itself is small. And 
all of a sudden people are joining and messaging me and saying, I'm glad I found this. Thank you. And yeah. I'm like, wow, it's wow. all meant to be that people are finding it. And so this is, a, I would assume this is a Zoom kind of a group or is it, how is the group structured? It's a Facebook group. I haven't oh. done a Zoom meeting with the actual new format, but I did lots of Zoom meetings through Kick Edspot. And really what I do is I just have people, they come in and they just share where they're at. And if you don't want to share, you don't have to share because sometimes just listening works too. And it's amazing because I'm giving feedback and compassionate words. People are supporting each other and it's just amazing. Sometimes I do it as a topic meeting where like maybe body images topic for that meeting. And we talk about that again, talking about the compassion piece is very important and it's just amazing. So people are requesting the zoom meetings again. So I will be starting them back up. So great. Yeah. They were very helpful during the pandemic and people really liked connecting with other people. So yeah, there's a request for it. So it's going to start happening again. And where do you get all your affirmations? Because they're all lovely. Not only are they all true and wonderful words, but they're also colored in a certain way or bordered in a certain way. So do you find them on Facebook? Do you make them up? Do you do both? Or I do both. If I find something on Facebook that just resonates, I'll save it and post it in the group. The other thing that I do is I also write my own and I post them to the group. And so I have, my phone is actually at its capacity because (laughs) of pictures, because what I do is I make them on my phone. Yeah. And I, then I can connect them to the Facebook group and I have an Instagram page that I also do the same exact thing too. And a lot of times they come out of nowhere. I'll just be like sitting there and something will pop in my head. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to put that on the thing to make it into a, I don't know what you even call it, the thing that you post. Yeah. And I post and I'll make it. And I have a site that I use to make mm-hmm. them and put them out. So I have two ways of doing it. And it's just, they come out of nowhere. It's amazing. Well, it sounds like you were meant to do this, that you're in a way, it's like our higher self, your higher self was knocking at the door and you finally answered it (laughs) and it just flooded in because they're all great. They're all so right on the nose and they're all true and they're all great. It's just, uh, I love seeing them. It helps me a lot to remember So what, if you don't mind saying, like, what's the handle? What's the Facebook group or how do people get a hold of you with that? Yes, I'm on Facebook two different ways. One is it just type in search kick ads, E-D-S, but B-U-T-T. I love it. the weirdest thing, but it just came out. And then the support group is kick ads, but support group those two are on facebook (laughs) and then on instagram it is kick underscore eds eds underscore but but underscore 
eating disorders. Okay. I it love it. Disorders on the end so people wouldn't know what it was about. That it just wasn't somebody named Ed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a good friend named Ed, and I always chuckle at that. When I first saw it, it was like, who's Ed? Are we kicking butt? Being in the business of of helping people with their own eating disorder and then recovering from my own, anybody in, in that world knows who Ed is, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I just think, again, I just can't thank you enough for doing that. It's, you know, it's sort of like that old thing of find a need and fill it. You certainly filled a huge need that probably a lot of people didn't even know they needed. Yeah, I love it. I love doing it. And I've always been in the social service field over the years, always helping people And it's amazing because I could have been in the worst circumstances with parents and their children during my jobs. And I have parents thanking me for helping them through such horrible times. And it's just amazing. So since I've been out of work, which has been so hard to after having a career for 30 years and not being able to work, I just felt like there was some way I wanted to help people. And this just happened. And it's amazing. And I want them to know that they are not alone and they are worthy and they are special and they are important and someone loves them. Yeah. And we're here for them whenever they need something. And you're saying that it occurs to me when you said it's been hard to not be at work, but this is your work. Here it is. That's what came. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, this keeps me busy. Sure. It really does. (laughs) And I love doing it. It's not like it's like an inconvenience or anything. Yeah. You know, throughout my day, I'll just post something or I'll have someone message me and we'll have a conversation. and. It's just honestly part of my routine now, and I really like it. The important part is I do still take care of myself because there are days when I'm off doing something with my family or my husband, and I just take a break from that stuff because I need to do something with my family and take care of myself or when I take the dog for a walk, I don't have my phone where I'm posting things and answering messages and things. It's that time to do that. So I think it needs to go back to that compassion for yourself. And Mm -hmm. although you're taking care of others in a way, you can't let that bring you down because it's going to burn you out and tire you out and you got to take care of yourself first. It's like when you're on an airplane and the flight attendant tells you if we start to lose oxygen, put the mask on your face first before you help everybody around you. And that seems to me what you're doing is that, first of all, posting these positive affirmations also get into you or that you come up with them. And so that's putting the oxygen mask on yourself. But then when you need to take a break, you do. And so that's another putting the oxygen mask on yourself. So you're not just completely spent out from taking everyone and not taking it in for yourself. And that is a good representation of what it's like to be a helper, but not at your own expense. 
Yes, I totally agree. And you have to do that. And you have to start really caring about yourself. And it's hard. It's so hard to care about yourself. But with what we've been through over the years. But on the other end of that, when you do learn to do that, because when I was in treatment and they were doing things about mindfulness and all that stuff, I was like, this is a bunch of, you know what? I just (laughs) can't stand it. I'm not doing it. And now it's like, oh, that's why they were teaching us the yes. mindfulness. That's why yes. they were teaching us to go for a walk and not have your phone and just look at what's around you and things like that. And that is so simple to show compassion for yourself is taking that minute to just take that little walk by yourself and just looking at what's out there. So true and such wise words and reminders of us that, especially us in the helping professions to also let yourself receive, not just give out, but actually let yourself receive. So I wonder if you would read the bottom of the card that today I will. Today I will practice meeting each part of myself with compassion. When I feel critical of myself and others, I will consciously choose again to see the situation through the eyes of loving compassion. Oh, so nice that you did that and you picked that card. And is there any like last minute things you'd like to say just to put it out into the universe? I just want to say again, taking care of yourself is so important through recovery and it's so hard and I acknowledge it's hard, but once you practice it and do it, you're going to start seeing a difference. And when you start seeing that difference, you're going to also see recovery move in such a different way. It's true. And it's so important. I mean, I tell people constantly they have to tell ed to be quiet to (laughs) shut up even if you're yelling in a room right you know that voice in your head just needs you to stick up for yourself and say leave me alone i am not hearing this because i am wonderful i am lovable i am capable anything i am worthy i am special Exactly. I think one of the things I used to tell myself is, I'm sorry, I must be upset if I'm speaking to myself that way. And I hear what I'm saying, but it's not helpful. Be quiet for a little while. Let me rally around myself because that's really what I needed to do was always be on my own side. Yes, that is so important. It is just so important to be able to do that. And like you said, apologize. I'm sorry that I did this. I am sorry that I am listening to this voice, but I am here to listen to you now and what you need. And people are like, that sounds crazy. I can't believe you're talking. But you know what? I I, I was one of those people until I started doing it and realized that it made such a difference. Once we see how well it works, we believe it. But until then, it just sounds like a lot of poppycock. You know, we just like, whatever. That's never going to work out. But it does. It obviously does. So I really appreciate you being on the show today and just appreciate you for being out in the world doing this work. It's like you're a a little angel out there just sending out positive messages to the world. And I really, really appreciate that. 
Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you too. And I'm just so glad I met you and so glad that we are supporting people through this process. Yes. So take care of yourself, Amy, and I will talk to you again. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.